Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to Maths Hysteria, a podcast all about Married at First Sight. I'm Omar Abid and I'm joined once again by friend and co-host Kelly Rickard. Hello. Hiya. Back together in person. Yay, back together. This is better. And thank you for bringing me a coffee. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, I got here a bit early, so I went round to the to the kind of high street around the corner from where you live. Very hipster. It's so hipster. Yeah, there were a, there were a lot of places to choose from that did sort of protein pancakes and things like yeah, that yeah there's a lot of that yeah it was good though the coffee was nice I definitely needed it I went to uh, I went to see Sam Ryder last night how was he he's good excellent singer a bit too much of the crowd interaction you know the Freddie Mercury AO type oh, stuff did you just want to be left alone to enjoy the music yeah it was it's was good but yeah I think he overplayed that card a little bit yeah. he's very good at it like you mentioned before we started recording that um a lot of performers don't have that crowd interaction. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't have that kind of magnetism to be able to do that. And he does, but I think he just overdid it slightly. Yeah. You know, but I am I am a bit miserable, so. I always remember going to see Eric Clapton with my mum in Cardiff. And he came on stage, he was on stage for two hours, he played beautifully. And all she said at the end was, well, he didn't even say, hello, Cardiff, what a rude man. <laughs> <laughs> She just thought it was so rude. I I went to see Beyonce at Stadium of Light in Sunderland. Oh, wowzers. Yeah, it was sort of a double date and I thought, I like Beyonce, she's good. But I thought, that's the only opportunity really for me to go and see her. I'm not going to go out of my way. And it sort of made sense <laughs> on a double date. I might as well. Yeah. She's visiting the area. So. Well, this is the thing. 
the the sense of anticipation around Sunderland was was unbelievable. And at the gig, she came on stage, and you could feel people thinking, "Oh my God, Beyonce is going to say the word Sunderland, yeah. the place that I live." And she came out, and she went, "Hello, Europe." And it was so- <laughs> She did not give a shit about the wearside area. She had not done her research. Yeah, she totally didn't care. Uh, But yeah, I'm a bit tired because I went to that gig and it took ages to get home. And this sort of feeds into... um, A few people have asked a question uh, from our previous series about my, uh, my efforts, mine and Claire's efforts, to get a dog. Oh man, no one's asked. You just want to talk about your new dog. <laughs> yeah. That's like when people go, everybody's been asking about my new album. No, they haven't. <laughs> go on, tell everyone. Yes, we got a dog after however many, I don't know, like eight months of trying to get a rescue dog where we had to submit bank details, you know, CRB checks and all this sort of stuff. We just could not get a rescue dog that would coexist happily with our cat. Um, so we got a puppy on, on Boxing Day. Uh, bagel is his name. So the reason I'm bringing this up is Claire has set up an Instagram account for him. Oh my God, you're about to plug the Instagram account. (laughs) How long have we done this podcast and I've never mentioned the band that I'm in? (laughs) You're plugging your dog's Instagram account. Yeah, but you've met Bagel. You you know he he, he has... He's worth following. He's cute. Yeah. I will will put up um, his various social media handles. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, At Bagel Schnoodle on Instagram. So Claire will be happy. When he gets really big before us, can he endorse this podcast please he has honestly he has half the number of followers on instagram that we do but it's taken him well i've got him on boxing day it's taken him three months we've yeah. been doing this for two years three he years. has been prolific on social media <laughs> claire puts a lot more effort into that than she does our relationship but. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to parenthood <laughs> yeah we have Another special announcement, but we might keep that. Okay. We might keep that in our back pocket for a couple of days. Yeah. All right. Maybe I shouldn't have brought that up. (laughs) (laughs) That was one of them, wasn't it? I've got something so exciting to tell you in three days' time. (laughs) Right. Anyway, a lot has happened. A lot has happened this week in maths. Yes, it has. Let's let's get started. Okay. Hiya, just Omar here. Now, I've accidentally deleted a few seconds of the recording where Kelly and I start talking about Shannon and Caitlin. It's pretty obvious once we get back to the conversation who we're talking about, but I thought I'd let you know. Kelly was just saying how cruel Shannon has been. All right, cheers. Around that he's been incredibly cruel. Yeah, unbelievably so. Like It started... I mean, early on with that uh, the, the ranking task about how people looked and he'd said because we've got to remember this whole week started with the commitment ceremony Mm -hmm. and his whole thing is about being oh I'm honest I can't lie to myself so he's you know he told the experts that he was still in love with his ex yeah that they'd had sex the week before he came into the into the process Mm -hmm. and he was gonna he was gonna really try this week and really try and try and make things work and he said ended up saying probably the cruelest thing that I've I've seen on any of these UK or Australian version of Married at First Sight when he said to her, to Caitlin that she wasn't good looking enough to blow him away 
enough for him to stop thinking about his ex. If she was better looking, his ex wouldn't even have have a, a look in. Yeah, it. I think it's the worst thing that we've seen on any of the series. I re, I, I would agree with you, because I, when he initially started saying just to the producers, oh. I'm not attracted to her and I, and I don't know if I can make myself attracted to her. I think that's a fair point because we're seeing intimacy week. We're seeing them hold hands, make eye contact, have a takeaway from an Irish pub, re, you know, really pulling out all the stops. <laughs> and I get it. If you don't fancy somebody, you don't fancy somebody. However, however, to blame it all on her looks, his inability to move on from his ex, blame it all on her looks, it's the most brutal thing I've ever seen on reality TV, I think. It was uncomfortable. And people always say online with other other couples, Harrison's a good example, Matt and Gemma from the UK series, this person should be kicked off. Why aren't the experts doing anything as if the experts like have the uh, judge, jury, execution, and yeah. you know, there's a whole production company behind them um, and casting and all that goes into it. Why isn't this person being being kicked off? This is damaging uh, this woman's mental health. But actually, when she was crying, like almost hysterically, like I, I felt really bad. And it's what I can gen- generally think: ah, it's entertainment. They know what they're signing up for. You know that there's a bit of I'm not I'm not totally sympathetic to them. But in that instance, I thought. This is horrendous. Yeah. This is really bad. It's uncomfortable to watch. It is. And I felt it in my stomach when he used those words to her. I was just like, that that is a blow. She has handled herself with such class, though. I think she's been phenomenal. Taking herself out onto the balcony. And we could all see, as you said, the level of emotion and hurt. But she took herself out there. She took herself away from the situation. She went back in. She sat calmly in front of him. There was no shouting, no crying. And he was fucking abysmal yeah like she just tried to open the conversation by saying you've said how you feel now i'd like to say how i feel and he went who are you my teacher my dad and i was like you are a horrible human yeah yeah but she she's handled herself amazingly so much better than i would have just she has and yeah he's such a little petulant prick that's the thing that really gets under my skin ironically it makes me a bit petulant is uh, is people being being petulant because yeah. you i just want to go tit for tat with them yeah uh, which i don't because the best thing to do is to actually do what she did and talk even more rationally because yeah. it just winds people up yeah, no, even, even more and she's totally totally in the right to have her have her say the only thing that upsets me a bit is that and I did a tweet to this effect on, before the dinner party that she said, I'm not a quitter and we'll come back to this theme with someone else. I don't want to chuck in the towel. It's like, it's not chucking in the towel. No. He's, she talks about like breaking patterns. I don't want to have the same pattern well, the, that I've had before with other partners. But you are doing the same pattern. Yeah. The way to break the pattern is to say, nope, you've, you, you've had your not even three strikes you don't need three strikes when the behaviour is that that bad. Yeah, it's just you're you're done. It's it's over. I wonder if that saying that she's staying to not break the pattern is actually a bit of a cover up for how much she likes him. Right. Do you think? Yeah, I. I've not seen them have any fun or anything though. I mean. Well, there was the date night. Yeah. Where... The Irish pub. The Irish pub. 
And that's where I would argue that somebody like Shannon is more dangerous than somebody like Harrison because Shannon kind of can turn on when he wants to be quite charming. And admittedly, it was just a takeout from an Irish pub, but he really was quite nice to her. He was quite smiley. He was quite flirty. We saw him get on the couch with her and put his arms around her. And then because after the eye contact task, he wasn't feeling it, he just kind of switched it off. I disagree. Okay. I mean, we're arguing, we're really like splitting hairs about who's the biggest dickhead, (laughs) who's more dangerous between Harrison and Shannon. But I, I think it's the other way around. Harrison, who obviously we're going to come to, says things like, you're gaslighting me, mm-hmm. in itself, perfect bit of gaslighting. Yes. Whereas Shannon, I think, I think there's almost some, Harrison's a bit more uh, premeditated in what he does. Oh, I feel the opposite. I feel like Harrison's lacking any emotional intelligence. So he's just thick and always horrible and stupid. Right. Whereas Shannon can sometimes be quite nice. Have you ever seen Harrison be nice to No, him? I've never seen him smile. Apart yeah. from the time he said, uh, maybe I can teach Alessandra. Uh. I think that's... <laughs> God, he's, he, oh, he's horrendous. He's like, Alessandra would just not want to spend any time with him, surely. No. She's, she's just contractually obligated to do so. But... Harrison has the red face of a man that's been up to something minutes before you got there. <laughs> Always. Well, somebody on Twitter pointed out he'd be a really bad poker player because whenever he's caught out lying or anything, his face goes bright red. This is why he's red so much well, he's of the red time. All the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's just got a, a, a stop sign head. Uh, but yeah, Shannon. I no, I disagree. I think, like for example, you said the the eye gazing task. He just did it, and instantly he didn't have the uh, the 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 thought process of like. Mm, that didn't go the way I, I thought it, it would. How, how do I manage this? He just, it was written all over his face straight away that he wasn't yeah. he wasn't happy. I mean, like I say, we're splitting hairs about who's worse. But um, yeah, and then the we get to the dinner party and there was the news about who was he out with? Was it his cousin and second cousin? Oh, but it was how he was. This is this was another nail in the coffin lid for me when he was like, the lads call me T-Fal because everything <laughs> slips off me. And I was like, well, you, you only say that if you're hiding stuff and you're proud that you're hiding stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And how he was loving the attention. It only needed to be a conversation between him and Claire. Yeah, he's the one who took but he, it. he took it and made it all about him yeah. and just kind of like, like oh, who all... do you think I was with? Exactly. You've all stopped talking. Do you all want to hear this? Yeah. Caitlin, who did I tell you I was with? You know, making a big spectacle of yeah. it. And let's do this. Do they look alike? Well, yes, they've both got red hair. <laughs> and I just thought, oh, please don't give him attention. Please don't give him attention. Yeah, I loved Melinda's, Melinda's thing about, please, can you describe the ex yes. and describe your cousin yes. so we can see that yeah i mean that is a classic sign of someone who has been who has been cheated on before yeah or, you know had someone fuck her over yeah she she's she's clever she's clever she'll call people out on it but you're still saying harrison's worse i think so because i i think you're wrong yeah I know. <laughs> <laughs> and i think you're starting to realize it no wrong. no i think i think uh harrison is more is is definitely more pre premeditated in he's what he's doing. too thick to be No, I think Shannon's too thick. Or there's been a lot of chat again online about um, 
Shannon's recreational activities because he does look pretty fucked up a lot of the time. Oh, you know? okay, that would explain the mood swings. Yeah, yeah, which would would make sense. I mean, what do you think is going to happen? We've seen at the commitment ceremony the clip coming up that John saying, "I'm going to." Yeah, I think. Sorry, I interrupted. Uh, he's all right. Just saying that he's going to. Um, do something that he's never done on any series before and we see Shannon taking off his wedding ring. Yeah, I think he's going to say, I've never done this before, but this behaviour is so despicable, we're going to ask you to leave the experiment. Really? Yeah, I do. To make a point, because otherwise they'll have everyone on social media going, somebody should step in, this is abuse, why why are they letting this go ahead? I hope they do. Yeah, I do. Because you're right, there has to be a line and, you know, we've both said that Caitlin was, that was kind of distressing. Yeah. Beyond the point of it being entertaining, which, you know, I get that that's a big part of it. So, should we move on to Harrison and Bronte from there? Yeah, other The other side of the shit sandwich. Let's do that, yeah. What did you think of his performance at the commitment ceremony? He was very, he was quite confrontational with the experts. Well, he's only got one setting, yeah. He's, he's only got that one Harrison setting, which is red-faced attack as a form of defence. Just, he can't, you'll not get through that. He doesn't have the emotional capacity to to go deeper than that, I don't think. Yeah, he, he, th- he, he went out on the front foot hoping to annoy the expert. Well, not hoping to annoy them. He just thought if he was the aggressor, there's nothing then that they can come back at him with. But it didn't, you know, it wasn't worth... It wasn't a good way of doing things. Hiya, just me again. This is the second and final time that I've lost a bit of mine and Kelly's conversation. You haven't missed much. We just moved from talking about the commitment ceremony to Harrison telling Bronte that she's been gaslighting him. Ironically, later in this episode, I make some jokes about Kelly not being able to edit. Joke's on me. All right, cheers. Hope you enjoy the rest. Well, that's not the same as saying I'm not leaving. And it's like, it's actually the same. Yeah. It's it's quite literally, not literally, but almost literally the same. Yeah. The only difference is just semantics. It's like the, the meaning, yeah. the meaning is, is the same and everyone knows it is. But I, I see, I felt like she's, maybe she's a clever girl, a clever businesswoman. She went home and thought, do you know what? He's an absolute dick, mm-hmm. but I'm staying in this process. And that's why she didn't care about the girl giving him his number, giving him her number. She was just like, that's okay, he's a good looking guy. Because inside, in her heart, she's switched off. She's just there for business now. Right, okay. What do you think? It makes sense. I mean, I still think we're in the... It's early enough that I want to give her the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. But I do, I think that's a, a sentiment that's becoming more more common. It's people... There's still, we're, we've still only had one commitment ceremony. Let's see what she says. Yeah. In the next one. But I, he's so despicable that I wouldn't blame her for that. Ordinarily, I would be like, that's awful. That's really being fake. That's using the process. But I'm like, he's that bad. I can't blame her for just... You may as well get something out of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. The moment at the uh, dinner party where he said that he had to, he had to take that girl's number. <laughs> that was just... I've met him so many times throughout my life. Right. But ordinarily in a room, people can see through that person. And you're just sat there going, why is no one really saying what he is and who he is and how ridiculous his defence was? Well, to be fair, Melinda says it's the it's the stupidest story she's ever heard. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was which, really good. which was good. I mean, if people are coming on to you, you can just say, I'm, I'm married. 
Absolutely. And I the- don't, Melinda's, yeah, so she said something that I thought, oh, we're on dodgy territory here now, because she said, oh, he must have been behaving in a way to encourage somebody to come up to him. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, if, you know, if, if we're talking about, and we are going to talk about in later episodes, coercion and that sort of thing, I was like, that's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. Just because somebody comes up to you doesn't mean you've invited that. However, at the point that that person comes up to you, then's your opportunity to say, no, I'm in a relationship. Yeah. Thanks anyway, bye. Yeah. The number of times as well, it, when he was retelling the story, um, I got her number and I deleted it instantly as she was walking away. But he also managed to throw in that the woman had said she, he was hot. <laughs> I know, completely irrelevant. Yeah. I, and that I deleted it straight away. No, you didn't. Yeah. Why was no one saying show us your phone? Well, yeah. that's coercion, apparently. But that would be what I would want to see. Yeah. Also, another moment. I'm sorry, I know we're jumping all over the place, but that's what this week has been like. Yeah, it it's has. just it's Erratic. just been, Yeah, a bit crazy. Uh, what did you think of his response in the commitment ceremony with John saying about him and Shannon that, you know, you've come in, you've got these prior relationships and, you know, you're not committed to the process and Harrison interrupts and saying, that's bullshit. I I was committed as soon as I walked down the aisle. I know, he was so rude and also equally so stupid. (laughs) Which is just his, as we've said, his one setting. Yeah. Somebody pointed out as well that with his red cap and white t-shirt, he's very much like Fred Durst, Limp, limp <laughs> Maybe that's who he's modelling himself on. Oh God, I hope not. Well, I don't give a shit who he's modelling himself <laughs> on. I don't think like, no, I'm some massive Limp Biscuit fan. Uh, so yeah, the big thing in the dinner party, well, one of the big things, because again, everyone seemed to be linked into some form of drama at that dinner party, was him throwing down under the bus for taking the number. I don't quite know. <laughs> so Harrison was talking to Adam on speakerphone. <laughs> Jan- Janelle overheard. Somehow thought it wasn't Harrison who'd taken the number. It was Dan who'd taken the number. She was then caught in two minds about whether to sell Sandy. So she started talking to Tani and Ollie. It was the most convoluted, <laughs> weird game of what we used to call Chinese whispers, which is probably a really inappropriate name. But yeah, oh. I, I was so confused initially. I thought I'd missed a bit. I was like, hang on, Dan took a woman's number, which let's just very briefly say, everyone was so shocked about that. Yeah. But I'm not sure I would be. You, yeah. The, you know, I'm not... I've got no evidence about Dan. We've barely seen him. But just to look at him, he actually, I think he's, could be, and I might be being very unfair, he could be like a player like Harrison, Adam, whatever, but he's actually a bit cleverer than them. That's exactly what I think. Really? Yeah. Why? So we're going back now. We're going back in time to, I think it was the first week. I should have put a harp sound effect. But I don't know if you remember... It was the second night that they were in a bed together and he was the first to put the pillow down the middle. Right. And I just thought, oh, it's a bit clever, it's a bit slick, that. That's like, I'm respecting your space. I don't know. <laughs> I, and that was my first... And he's so measured and thought out and reasonable and rational and kind of like reminiscent of someone like you. Who, <laughs> <laughs> who thinks through everything they're going to do and say... And unlike somebody like me who has no filter, I don't know. I'd, not sure. 
Do you know what I'm saying, though? I, I think... do know what you mean, because there's sometimes... As I say, I've got a, a, an uncertainty around Dan. And it, it might prove to be completely unfounded. And I hope we are wrong, actually. Yeah, for Sandy's sake, yeah. if nothing else. But I'm not certain about it. And there's some... Alyssa, for some reason, I'm not, I'm not keen on Alyssa, but I don't know why. Oh, my God. You're so anti-Mormon. <laughs> there it is again, that Mormon prejudice. Yeah. No, I like that musical. <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, yeah, that, that moment when, um, bringing us back to the whole throwing down under the bus, that Harrison was just like, he's just going to have to take the hit on this one. But he didn't really think it through because it's... Because he can't. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about this. He has yeah. no thoughts. Obviously, it's going to come out. They're all sat around just talking to each other all the time. He, when he was sat in that room and he, where Janelle, Tani, Ollie and Adam were all talking about what to do. And he came in and was just like, right, knock it on the head. No one says anything. <laughs> and he was like, you know, I don't want this affecting Bronte. And Tani was like, I didn't know you were involved in this. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking idiot. It's like, His face when he was like, oh, they're not talking about me. Yeah. And he said to camera, by some, I'm, I'm, I'm flabbergasted, by some miracle. <laughs> Seemed to, to have gotten away with it. Yeah, I wonder about Adam's involvement in all this. So what was he doing? Did He didn't get any numbers. I know. Any... And it's the fact that Dan was with Adam and Harrison, two of the dodgiest men in the experiment. I don't know. Yes. It's all a bit like... yeah. Well, to be fair, was Adam there? Because why was Harrison telling him over the phone? If if he was there, he would have already known himself. But you're right. The fact that those three are sort of... Why is is Harrison Harrison and Dan out together? You know what I mean? Yeah. You're right. That's Mm. a weird... (gasps) Can we please remember that I said it first about Dan? If he does end up being a baddie. Yeah, as long as you can learn how to edit this properly so that you can... <laughs> no. That'll be quite good, because then I could keep in my funny bits. Just... <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll remember that you, you called... I called, called Dan. foul on, on, on Dan early, yeah. early on. And then when Alyssa turns out to be dodgy, we'll say it was you that saw that. Yeah, there's a few people... I mean, there's always... Who's left? <laughs> I know. Well, you know, who's, you know who's left? I mean... Again, we're just going to jump all over the place here because everyone seems to be intertwined. Although, actually, maybe these, these aren't so much. Um, who's left is my fave, Jesse. <laughs> What's wrong with you? He kept he's... putting all over social media, he's got such integrity for wanting to leave. <laughs> what? Explain yourself. He's genuine. He's authentic. No, he's not. <laughs> he is. No, right, there not. Was, I saw um, an exchange on Instagram uh, you had with someone where they were saying, "Oh, he's a dick, and he, you know, he, he doesn't like star sign girls. He doesn't like this. That he, he, he hates women." You were like, "Yeah, I agree." So it doesn't mean he hates women. Well, that list though, he, he covered every type of woman there is, nearly. No, it was like I don't like women that like star signs or crystals or who are on their phones or who say, "Oh my god," or who speak and breathe. Let's kill them all. No. I hate. Them. <laughs> no, come on, he didn't. He didn't. Um, cover every type of every type Who's of woman. He covered a, a group. Uh, he, he listed a number of superficial traits, but um, that's you know you're you're being reductive of women there, Kelly. I'm um, going to call he, you so out. So he listed a group of traits and <laughs> superficial then, superficial traits, and yeah. then went on maths. Yeah, but you know that's to find a non-superficial woman. Well, yeah, of course you can you can call all of them into question for why have they gone on there. 
Are you still thinking he's full of integrity now that he's turned it all around and taken champagne and chocolates and gone on a crystals date and that's all genuine, is it? I think he's, yeah, he's he's learning. I'm not saying he's, he's a dick. I said in that, um, that message exchange you had, I I piped up because why not? (laughs) I said, um, he has been a dick. He has definitely been a dick, Mm -hmm. but only in a, in a, I mean, right. Full disclosure. It's just because I've done some of the stuff that he's done. What have you done that he's done? Well, I said to Lara on our first episode, I shushed Claire recently because she was being annoying. So, like, yeah, that's I've... your wife. It's slightly different. You've already won her, so you can treat her however you want. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. What about his um, list of things I like about Claire? I'm sorry, that's my dog pitter-pattering in the background, if anyone can hear. See, I've got one too, I just don't go on about it. Uh, Oh no, not the bouncy ball. (laughs) This is going to... Oh! They'll be barking in a minute, I'm sorry. It's alright, we'll put... um, We'll put Otis on our socials as well. Yeah, okay then. Um, The list was nice. He'd been told to do that by a producer though, hadn't he? Oh my god, you can't even give him... So what about the apology? To told to do that by Well, that was weird because we'd found out that Adam said to Lyndall, don't go home or I'll end up going home with Claire. Right. That that got brought to light and then Jesse was the one apologising, have some champagne and chocolates. It's weird. Right. Well, we, I was going to bring this up last week and I, I forgot because we were a bit rushed with the, um, with the limit time we had to do, do it. But I thought there's something not, I'm not buying about this Claire-Adam situation. I think it's going to come back up again. I think it's coming back up again as well. Okay. Oh, so maybe be... the producers said to him, take champagne and chocolates because then the public will feel more sorry for you when it comes back up again. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say last week, this whole what's happened with Adam and Claire business, obviously he overreacted. But ultimately, a big part of who's right and who's wrong, even with his overreaction, he he's definitely done some stuff wrong, but... Something did happen there. You think? Yeah. Well, well, I think it's going to come back up again. But even from what we know, Adam said some stuff. Adam's such a fucking snake as well. Like the, uh, oh, one minute he's going, oh, Jesse, you're paranoid. You're paranoid, mate. You need to wind your neck in. Then it comes out that he said something. Yeah. Two minutes later, he's like, I want to apologise to Jesse for how I made him feel. <laughs> <laughs> fucking prick. Shut the fuck up. He's like doing the classic, like, I'm going to get, I'm going to apologise to everyone. Yeah. I'm going to apologise to the experts, to <laughs> Jesse, to people from previous series. <laughs> like, you know, and then it, there's no comeback Just from that. Just an umbrella apology Yeah, to exactly. Everyone. With zero sincerity. Yeah. It's not what you get from Jesse. You get sincerity from Jesse. <laughs> no. Yeah, people. I don't. I don't massively dislike him. I. He just doesn't make sense to me. I, I've said. I said it last week. I don't understand his thought process. I don't. For example, taking champagne and chocolates to somebody who may well have cheated uh, with your wife. I. Eh. Yeah, but he's apologising. He did say it's more for Janelle to apologise to Janelle. Who Janelle's? Janelle's like. <laughs> on with Janelle. Jan- Janelle is just like, well, there's no there's no um, hard evidence, so just crack on, I guess. I feel like Janelle could come home and literally catch Adam in bed with somebody else. Yeah. And he could say, oh, she needed cheering up. And she would be like, oh, that's kind of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, people are saying, is she 
similar to Bronte, she's just in it to be in it. But I remember, again, going back in time, her brothers at the wedding who were massively overprotective, they had to warn her about her previous partner. They had to bring oh, it to her yeah. attention how how he was not respectful to her. Yeah. She was just totally oblivious. She was just she just seems very low maintenance. I have had friends like that as well who are just so lovely and naive and trusting and take people at face value. Mm-hmm. And I think it's quite a beautiful trait. I, I don't have it. I don't I'm I am more the Melinda. It is Melinda, that's her name, that blonde one, isn't it? Yeah. I'm more in her camp of mistrusting everybody until they prove themselves (laughs) (laughs) i tell you what i'd really like to talk about if it's okay and the intimacy workshops i thought you would i thought you'd want to talk about that yeah i so because we've been quite harsh about the men in the series we have just to you know give them a little sticker a little well done thing for something when they brought out when alessandra brought out the sex toys they were all completely up for it mm-hmm. there was no well apart from josh who was like i've never needed a toy <laughs> <laughs> okay was it was that josh yeah have i said the right name the one that's with melissa toy yeah, story man yeah oh was that yeah. ironically toy yeah. story man doesn't need a toy but um yeah but interestingly the flip side was the younger women in the intimacy workshop were like really unsure about introducing toys to the bedroom and won't it make the men feel insecure and what if the toys are better than the men it was yeah, just interesting yeah. to see the, the kind of flip side yeah it was because melinda that was saying like what you yeah, know she didn't agree with the sex toy in the bedroom yeah alessandra sort of addressed that addressed that pretty well Alyssa was found it uncomfortable because of a mormon but you know she, she talks about a, a mormon uh childhood i don't know if she's still mormon i'm not, not quite sure there but she did have a have an affair with someone and she has a, has a child you know she has had sex before yeah all right judgy duncan <laughs> uh everyone seemed to be keen on on duncan having his shirt off a lot during the intimacy thing yeah i don't he, i think we've had this conversation so many times on previous series and how subjective attraction is but he doesn't do it for me oh god well, he's, he's not funny we haven't heard mm. him say anything funny or clever or insightful. He did use the microwave as a timer instead of his phone. So odd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just don't know why. Also, that was so... That felt like such a genuine case that I felt like we shouldn't be watching. I felt a bit uncomfortable watching them. Mm-hmm. And Alyssa was so red-faced from having enjoyed it so much. And I was just <laughs> like, oh, we need to leave these two just to get on with it. Are you sure she wasn't red-faced because of the stubble rash? Or she got Harrison's poker tell of as soon as she lies? I just think... But I, I, you can feel how much she fancies Duncan. It's palpable. Yeah, yeah. I don't... I feel like he's... He's just not... I don't know. He's very bright. I do say that about a lot of the men on the series. Yeah, we'll but... have to get you to do an IQ test and see how bright you are. I am actually extremely bright. Right. I was on the Oxbridge course at my school. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah, you should sound so surprised. <laughs> what happened? What happened? I don't know. I think somebody like you got in instead just through having a willy and, you know, yeah, yeah. I privilege and to... that. Yeah, I went to a good school. There yeah. go. Paid my way in. Yeah, yeah. That's it. As you do. <laughs> What's your IQ? Uh, I don't know. Double digits. That's good, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I've never done that. No, I must have done an IQ test. 
But no, I'm not really, I'm not really observant. I know that's not necessarily related to IQ. Uh, but no, there's different types of intelligence, so isn't there? Yeah, are you like emotionally intelligent? Would you say? Oh, Nick's more in, emotionally intelligent than me. I can I can miss stuff a lot with people. I think. Really? Yeah. Oh. Um, I th- I've read a lot, which is not the same as being emotionally intelligent, is it? Yeah, but I read I read a lot, but then I think how much of that have I retained? How much of it is <laughs> useful for me? A lot of the time, it's just so I can say I've read a read. A, book x you know yeah. i've read war and peace yeah you know yeah yeah Sweet. don't remember it yeah <laughs> yeah long <laughs> what do you think duncan's read back of the shampoo <laughs> yeah it, harrison's face in the intimacy workshop though i put a thing on social media just saying that is the exact face i get from some men when i'm doing stand-up right. just like yeah. there's a woman and our mouth's opening and closing and there's words coming out and it's words, 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 words and it's hurting my head and I'm not used to listening to them. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm being forced to sit here yeah. and listen to her tell me how I should like it up the arse. <laughs> <laughs> you think it was a little bit sexist that the men were expected to do the wooing and the organising of the dates? Well, I don't know. Do you, I mean, you... you well, you? It, it was genderised, wasn't it? It was all the men organising the dates. Yeah. In an attempt to impress the women. This is, right. Um, I mean, I'm, this isn't answering your question. It's just moving on and asking, okay. asking one instead. <laughs> Do you think Lego is a good day? I did, I did a poll on Instagram, poll on Twitter, opposite results. Now, I think there's a very clear sort of defining detail that you need here. If you are a new couple, no, you should be at the stage of, pulling out all the stops and doing really lovely glamorous dates and going for meals. If you are a married couple, mm-hmm. then absolutely. And I've got an example here. Okay. So there's been a lot of strike days because our teachers are striking. Yeah. So the children were at home. We went to a charity shop and bought a jigsaw. Mm-hmm. And Nick and me got more into the jigsaw than the children did because it was 500 pieces. It was quite intimidating. But there was a point where we were sat by, side by side silently working on this jigsaw. And it felt kind of nice and intimate and like we were aligned and it did feel a bit like a date, actually. I can see why that would be a really good date and it's quite mindful activity anyway. Yeah. And you're sharing that experience. It is not the experience I had with Claire when we did a jigsaw together uh, one Christmas. What happened? Uh, she was doing her system of, of you find the edges. Oh, my sister does that. No, it's fine. It, it's Logically, it makes sense. It's not fun, though. Well, the, the thing is, she'd done that part, and she was like, oh, you know, come and help me. It'll be nice, we'll do it together. I was like, yeah, it will be. So I started doing it, right? And it was, I think it was, a, um, I'm going to say an Avengers uh, jigsaw. Yeah. It had loads of Avengers characters on. And the Hulk was in the middle, and obviously, bright green, easy to find those yeah, pieces. Yeah. Fair enough, it doesn't connect to the edges, but it's a significant piece. That is exactly how I do jigsaws. Yeah, so I started doing it. And she was like, no, don't do it like that. And it was like, well, we're doing it together. And it's not like I'm yeah. going to do it doing it this way. I'm suddenly going to complete it. It's like a thousand piece jigsaw yeah. or whatever. Or even more than that. I can't remember. But... All right, show up. <laughs> I can't explain <laughs> that. <laughs> that's double digit IQ. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like, you're not making it fun. 
Uh, do you know what? This Ordinarily, when we talk about our relationships, I always think that we're opposite. But in the way we do jigsaws, we're exactly the same. Yeah. I look for like... So we were doing this one of a grocery shop, not as exciting as the Avengers. And I was like, I'm going to start with that little boy in the middle of the jigsaw because I could see the colour of his blazer. And, but also, it was like my favourite bit of the jigsaw. It was a bit I wanted to do. My favourite bit yeah. of the jigsaw. <laughs> it was cute. <laughs> like, so, I get it. I, I, in that instance, I'm more you than Claire. Nick's annoying, though, with jigsaws. He likes to tell you how many pieces he's done. <laughs> Don't does he count them. Oh, he would literally be like, just did four pieces when you were in the toilet. <laughs> like, okay. Added that bit, like a little boy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, little victories. Take them, yeah. take them where you can. What did you think of, of some of the, the other intimacy tasks? I think Melinda and Leighton's, he's... He's somebody who I think he would see anything like doing a jigsaw or gazing into each other's eyes as a waste of time. I think he would prefer to do the jigsaw because there's tangible results. He would be counting the pieces. Yeah, he would. Yeah. It's like, mate, look into her eyes for a bit. Actually, be present in that moment. You'll probably end up having sex. Yeah. (laughs) I couldn't. I don't feel like we see enough of them to know exactly what's happening. They they said that they were the most up and down couple. I was like, not barely, barely seen them. Because at the commitment ceremony, it was all, oh, we've had sex, loads of sex, still having sex, everyone's coming all the time. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, no, we're going off a cliff. I was like, yeah. eh? He planned the dancing. They enjoyed the dancing. But yeah. then it took her an hour and a half to get ready because she didn't know what was what was what they, she was getting dressed for. Yes. Which would do my head in. Yeah. After, after half an hour of being it, late I would like to have seen exactly what she was doing that's a long time to be getting ready yeah yeah to do, I mean I don't know why I didn't just say we're doing something pretty active so you don't need to be super dressed up yeah you know that would have been helpful information like Claire Claire said Jesus just put some jeans and a, and a jumper on which yeah. is what she ended up wearing yeah <laughs> you know yeah. it's like it's a suitable coverall kind of yeah. option if you know you're not going somewhere fancy but anyway I like Melinda Leighton Clearly, from the beginning, we knew he would have to tone down how much he's working. Yeah. Because um, he's just very business-orientated. Well, she keeps going on about how she's got four businesses. Right. What's going on? <laughs> Why are all these people opening so many businesses? Yeah, but it's all like influencer, beauty, tech. Yeah. You know, we might have said this before, they're either in that world of social media entrepreneurship or they're carpenters on, on uh, Married at First Sight. Yeah, that's true, actually. There's very few people who just like work in an office. Yeah. And, you know, we don't know what Josh's job is. Well, we never <laughs> will. <laughs> yeah, no, we're never going to find out, no. <laughs> so we're going to go back now to a couple who were sort of tied into some of the, some of the drama with this whole... Um, oh, it wasn't even the... Harrison getting a phone number drama. It was the who was Shannon with drama. Yes. Lyndall and Cameron. Because they had a falling out because she wanted to say something and he was, stay in your lane, stay in your lane. But then when he got to the dinner party, he instantly told the lads. <laughs> I know. I didn't know what to think of any of that. I, he, I felt like he had quite a bad temper and she was getting quite upset. And He was being quite arsy. He, Very arsy. He was, wasn't he? And I don't, I'm a bit scared of men with bad tempers. I was just like, well, this doesn't feel nice to watch. Well, I don't. I wouldn't say he had a bad temper. He's petulant again. Petulant. 
I think there's a, bit, a big difference between petulance and, and genuine anger. And he was petulant, but I don't know, I'm not sure why, like, he cares that much. That... Didn't she say something, though, that hinted at he might have a bad temper? She said something like, you know if the shoe was on the other foot and this was you, you'd be you'd be burning places down or something. She said something in the car like that. Right. And well, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's just an instinct. Well, I just think she is right that he would t- tell the lads yeah it's some weird weird double standard about people that don't really care about look it's gonna come out and all she has to say claire's gonna take the lead because claire's gonna say something whether i do or not exactly and she will probably say shannon saw me obviously i was there with claire so all i'm gonna say is yeah i was there too i saw you with those two people whoever they they might be do you think she it's morally right to tell caitlin well, the weird thing is, is that he did do that shushing thing. And then obviously we've seen afterwards when he said that uh, that comment about being Teflon and nothing sticks. Yeah. Again, still suspicious about what's, what's oh, happened. Oh, me too. So if you're friends with them, like maybe you would talk to Shannon, Shannon first. First, yeah. You know, it, he's, it's dodgy. But I, don't, I just don't know why, why Cameron's that that bothered and getting that upset about it no and doing the whole well you can say what you want but i'm going to stay in my lane it's like well obviously you have it you're making it quite clear you have an opinion that you don't want me to say anything to bring any drama onto us it's like well it's sort of not really within my power it's going to be brought up yeah i can't stop it being brought up and all i'm going to say is yeah i was there i saw you with those people whoever they may be that's not accusatory no it's not so, yeah, Cameron, I've got to remember this is his first relationship as well. Yeah, it's maybe his first he's... time out with the Australian desert, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I wonder if he's he's maybe more, more bothered about what the lads think. Yeah. A bit, giving them a bit too much, um, too much importance. I think so. Right, Ollie and Tani. Oh, the young ones. Yeah, they're lovely. They're just, again, just bumbling along. Yeah. Having a nice time. They got, you could tell Ollie was happy to just, when Harrison said, I'll talk to Dan, Ollie was just like, yep, and then we're out. Yeah. Cut, we're, we're done. Yeah. We don't want any involved. That's not wanting to be involved That's in the drama. That's probably not wanting to be involved. Yeah, yeah. He's just happy to try and make the the uh, apartment look like Bali or whatever. Fiji. <laughs> Fiji, yeah. sorry. Yeah, with some, uh, some coconut-based drinks. And some inflatables. Yeah. It was a very young man's effort. It was a very young man's <laughs> effort. It was sweet, though. Yeah, she liked it. She liked it. Yeah, she seemed to... They, what were they talking about? The role-playing? Role, role playing. Yeah. You don't, what? They're too young to need to do any of that. Surely they should just fancy each other. What do they need all that for? You might enjoy it, Kelly. Nah. <laughs> That's for, like, people in their 60s when they're bored of each other. Oh, is it? That's what I think. Why, are you and Claire already needing stuff like that? Yeah, we're role-playing people who uh, agree on the right strategy for doing a jigsaw. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right, we saved this one till the end. Okay. Although we've jumped around all over the place. Uh, All over. But we thought they've stayed separate from the the drama because they have a whole drama of their own. Melissa and Josh. Yes. Where do you stand on them? In all honesty, I totally get it from both sides and I know that's an annoying answer, but that's how I feel about these two. And it's... I I get that if somebody's constantly pestering you for sex, that would put you off it. Yes. 
But I also get that sometimes she's just asking for a hug. Yes. And he's not doing that. And when she tried to say, look, I'm just speaking my truth for, for all women. And he was like, hallelujah. Yeah. And I was like, oh no, he's done that awful thing that people do. And you're just trying to give your feelings and he's just yeah. shat all over it. I disliked both of them in that four seconds of <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, his hallelujah thing was condescending and patronising mm. and out of order. But her, I'm going to say this for women everywhere, yeah. was like real grandstanding. Well, you're not speaking on behalf of all no, women everywhere. And you're making too big a thing. He, he isn't he isn't oppressing you. No. It's like he's and just... And it's quite an individual thing that they're going through. Yeah, they were, they were both annoying in that moment. And I agree. I see it from both sides. She has been so... Overprioritized sex was the was the phrase yeah. I used last week, and that's it. She's gone on about sex so much early on that I can understand why he'd be turned off. There was a little misunderstanding though when she said to him, "How do you show me intimacy without sex?" And I think he took that to mean we have to have sex to for to have intimacy. Yeah. But what she meant was we have taken sex off the table. Sex has been removed. List the ways, the other ways that you show. Intimacy. Yeah, I think she meant it like a genuine question. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And but in the in the heat of the moment, I can understand why he maybe misunderstood that. Yeah. Um, because yeah, she wants like a cuddle and like to yeah. you know, and I think that's not an unreasonable. It's not unreasonable. Request. I it, mean, it was first thing in the morning though, and he was just waking up, and she was like, "You didn't cuddle me all night." Yeah. Again, <laughs> I see it from from his side that she's she's a bit accusatory like she really it's like she was lying awake all, all night yeah. waiting, waiting for him to wake up so she'd go you didn't cuddle me you dickhead yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know they're not gonna work anyway are they long term no no it's, it's not gonna it's not gonna work but I think all this she's too much for him I think it potentially could work if they both if she just calmed down a bit about sex and he does seem he does seem like he needs to open up a bit I know I don't why she just doesn't like just play the game for a bit like why is she not doing lego what game the lego but in her underwear no like just do the classic thing of pulling back like pretend she's not interested just right right okay it's a standard game playing right somebody's not interested in sex you pretend you're not interested to right right Maybe in your world. <laughs> Look, I, don't, I don't know. That would be. The, I mean, I am. I do go straight to defence mode. But if I'm feeling like I've been vulnerable and it's not been reciprocated, I would just close off completely. It wouldn't be like, let's try again. Do you want to cuddle me? Like, I don't know. I, yeah. Yeah. Her cup is not full. Neither of their cups are full. Neither of their cups are full. That's why he's always drinking water. What's that about? <laughs> I don't know if he thinks um, water has some calming properties. He's like always getting himself a little glass of tap water. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah. I find him. He's, he's less funny this week than he was last week. Yeah. Uh, inadvertently funny. Yeah, I get him though at the commitment ceremony saying, I want you to like me for me, not because I have a penis. That, mm. is, a, that is a fair point. Yeah. But also... Poor men getting objectified all the time. <laughs> did um, 
You know what we're going to call this this episode? I don't know if you saw the post I did. I decided yesterday no, in the no. title. You're the one on social media. <laughs> I come with my purest views that are just, just somebody who's watched the programme and not yes. been diluted by the thoughts of others. Yes, exactly. I'm very easily swayed by <laughs> by Dragon Master 806 <laughs> on Twitter. Um, no, I'm going to call the episode uh, We're Just Innocent Men. Nice. Have you, have you seen that, that meme? No. All right. For everyone who doesn't get what the uh, what the reference is to, I will tag it in the in the announcement. We are just innocent men. We're just innocent men. It's a clip from CBeebies. They've got one of these puppets that's like a dog, mm. and he, he seems whoever the guy is who's doing the puppet puppetry seems quite funny. And him and the female co-host uh, have a little exchange, and it went viral a few months ago. And it's just about. This is so niche. Can I just please say, as a parent with children who watch CBBS, I don't know what you're talking about. But if that's what you want to put, that's fine. If you want, it's it... good. It's a good. Well, I suppose now I've had to explain it. Ah, <laughs> uh, now we've killed that. <laughs> right. Well, that was an eventful week. It was. Yeah, and I think from what I've heard, you know, inevitably we've heard. Not spoilers, but just people saying, God, it's going to get worse from here. And I think that we can see that from the commitment ceremony. It's it's going to be eventful coming up. I just don't know how Shannon could get any worse. How much meaner can he be? I know, yeah. They're going to get him to leave, aren't they? Yeah, I think that's a good shout. Mm-hmm. I might do a poll and see if they're going to ask, ask Shannon to leave. You love a poll, don't you? I think it's useful. We really get a good <laughs> sense. <laughs> Melissa loves a poll. <gasps> cheap. Yeah. Melissa's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. That's enough. That's it, that's enough. Um we got a big announcement as well. But yeah, we'll save that for Monday. <laughs> we'll save that for Monday. Uh sorry for um heard Kelly's dog Otis pitter pattering about in the in the background, but as I say, at Bagel Schnoodle on Instagram, this is going to quite quickly become a dog podcast. Yeah. So, so post pics of your dogs if you want under, under our stuff. Go for That'll it. Be good. Yeah. For this week, I've been Omar Abid. I've been Kelly Rickard. And we're just innocent men. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.